You're listening to the New Life Church Sunday Morning Podcast. We're a family of believers in Anderson, Missouri, that want to experience God in a real way, both inside and outside the walls of a building. For more Sunday messages, upcoming events, or to get in touch, visit new-life-church.net. Well, we are going to continue our time in Titus this morning. So um, if you want to go ahead and turn there, quick poll. Did anybody read it this last week? Hey, I got I got Gary with a I got a couple of hands. Good, good. Awesome. Remember, it only takes like seven to ten minutes and that's even ten minutes, even if you're a slow reader or you can pull it up on the app on your phone and listen to it. And it's like six and a half or seven minutes. You know, because that guy's a really good reader, right? Take that time. It's worth it. God will speak to you, through you, in it. When you you come, you may already know what I'm going to say, and it'll just be a great reminder. Maybe you'll have a pointer for me, like, hey, Matt, you missed this. You should have said this. (laughs) Great. (laughs) So don't forget to keep doing that. And uh, as we go through this, and don't, don't worry. If, if you're kind of looking through the section and you're looking through Titus and you're thinking Easter's coming up, are we just going to skip through Easter and just keep in Titus? Don't worry. Don't worry. We will absolutely, completely celebrate Easter and looking forward to it, getting to experience our first Easter with you guys. So um, go ahead and turn to Titus. Like I said, we're in chapter one. And while you're turning there, uh, just... Something about humans, something about who we are. Um, we like to classify and organize things, sometimes to the extreme. I think, I think part of it is because we're made in God's image. And God is an orderly God. He's not a God of chaos and, and confusion. But he's a God of order and purpose and means and, and being image bearers of that, I mean, that was even one of Adam's first jobs, right, was naming the animals. And who knows to exactly what extent he classified them at that time, or if he just was like, hey, giraffe, elephant, hippo, you know, whatever, however that went. But since then, through science, through biology, different things like that, we've, we've even classified them even more so. And I'm not going to bore you with a biology lesson this morning, but, but we all know that, hey, there's mammals, the ones with hair. There's reptiles, the ones without hair. You know, there's insects, the things that we don't like in our house. There's plants that can be beautiful or smelly or smell good and everything in between. And then there's humans as well. And something I heard a long time ago from a mentor, a a spiritual leader, a pastor of a church um, that's actually retired now, something that he shared with me a long time ago when I was sitting under his teaching is he said, he said that we are human beings, not human doings. Has anybody heard that before? That we're a human being for a reason. That we're not classified as a human doing. However, most of us go about our lives on a daily basis, living it out like we are a human doing. Right? We got our we got our task lists of things we got to accomplish. We've got to oh, we got to be good. We got to we got to not use that swear word too many times. We've got to you know quit doing this, start doing this. 
instead of a human being, we're operating and acting more like a human doing. And last week, we kind of covered that. We answered the question, why we do what we do? And in those first four verses in Titus, and let's look over those again. Verses one through four. Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, for the faith of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness, in the hope of eternal life that God who cannot lie promised before time began. In his own time, he's revealed his word in the preaching with which I was entrusted by the command of God our Savior. To Titus, my true son, in our common faith, grace and peace from God the Father in Christ Jesus our Savior. And through those verses, as we peeled back the layers, and we didn't just look at the outside surface stuff, but we dug down deep, kind of like in the Tootsie Roll Popper and the Cradbury Cream Egg, and we dug into that, we realized that this isn't just Paul introducing himself. There's a lot more here. We see that Paul was a slave of God in his witness, a bondservant of God. That where he's a servant, the bondservant, the apostle being his witness, the one who is sent. He was the literal meaning of the apostle because he witnessed Christ in his life. He witnessed Christ in his death and in, in, in the resurrected form. He was also the general term, like all believers are, being sent, being a witness. And the reason for that, that was for salvation, the knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness. That's the what we do part. So the slave of God, the witness, the who Paul was, or whose he was, as well as us, the who we are, the whose he was, and the what we do part is for the knowledge of the truth, leading to godly lives. And that hope for eternal life was the why. The hope for eternal life for himself, for others. Everlasting, perfect communion fellowship with God the Father. And then the how was he believed what God promised before time again. And in those verses, it says God who cannot lie. He, it's not in his nature. It's not possible. God cannot lie. And on top of that, he promised. The eternal period after that, right? Can never change, can never be undone. And then he promises eternal life. We behave how we believe. Why we do what we do. We do based off what we believe. And so, do our lives project like the projector? Does it proclaim, does it, does it preach what we believe? You know, our lives are a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week, 365-day-a-year movie showing the world what we believe. Are we living out that Great Commission life of loving God and loving others? Great commandment, Great Commission, going, sorry. Are we doing that through our words, through the money that God gives us to be a steward of? Are we doing that through our actions in real life and on the internet? And then we also said that there will never, ever be buyer's remorse for leaving, for leading a godly life. We will never regret it. And if we think we might, if we're tempted, guys, that that's a lie. And then the only way to accomplish that is the being part, the human being. 
It's who we're spending time with, who we're believing in. And there's only one way to increase that. 